in this morning late, by the way. Uh, I, I was uh, late as hell today, today too. Dude, I was, yeah. Well, you worked last night, right? Indeed, I will. I, I did it. I was, moonshine bar. I was at that moonshine bar located next to TDs on Tusk right there. Um, I will always say, man, dude, Stansbury Show listeners are drunks, dude. <laughs> like, man, nice. like of, of, of every table I had, every group Let's of people, every group of people that I had last night, eventually someone was like, yo, you're Fantone, right? And I'm like, you bet I am. So, I'm seven uh, feet tall, dude. <laughs> right. Who do you think I am? Right. So, uh, so shout out to everybody who came out last night. You guys are always appreciated. Well, that's cool. Yeah, it was cool. So, so I walked in late, and fans, I was like, "We hear this." <laughs> it's like, okay, well, do what, buddy? What? I haven't even sat down yet. What? What is the big problem? He's like, "You won't believe what they're trying to do to us now." He's like going full like dad on you, right? And I was like, "What?" And so, I can't, uh, again, the company's going to be soon offering things to the end consumer, mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And it is amazing for you. You will save a bunch of money. You'll gain you'll gain access to things that maybe you weren't able to 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 acquire before. But the reason why we're upset is they opened it up to a, apparently to, to employees before. Mm-hmm. And Fantone's all mad. He's like, "Look at this place! Not only will they not give me money, now they're trying to weasel what little they gave me back out of me for this." That's like people, and I, I'm sorry, but like when you shop where you work, that has to be the most frustrating thing in the world. Sometimes I like it in that, the world. I would agree that yes, I would agree. Like if you work retail and you have to buy your uh. stuff at that same place, like I just got done with a nine-hour shift. Right, and here, <laughs> take it back. And before I leave, I do this. God, I would be furious. I have one exception to that rule, and it makes me happy every time I see it happen with their employees. When I watch an employee eat from the Chinese buffet, okay, do your boys happy? Okay, I'm happy. Okay, now that I feel like you you should only get to eat that. That's not what I'm saying. But when I'm in there, plate two plates full, three plates full of orange (laughs) chicken, I want to know. And when I watch you eat it, I'm like, okay, thumbs up, good to go. But I, that's way outside of the realm of what's happening here. Like, Anton was looking for a service or something. And like, I, I was open. I was just looking through it. And I'm looking through it. And I'm looking at, like, okay, these are the things. And, like, these are the products. And maybe, oh, hey, this looks cool. And then it hit, and then it hit me. <laughs> and then it hit me. I was, like, walking through the hallway, phone in my hand, not looking up, just, just an oblivious American ready to spend money. And then it hit me. I'm like, they're trying to scam money out of your pocket. Stop it. Do not give them any money. Do not. And uh, I, 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 uh, I was like, well, Stansberry, you better get your ass here, dude. I got things. I'm heated. Do not spend that money. I'm not spending that money. I'm not. They're not getting it from me, dude. I, I, I refuse right now. He was not going to buy this. But one of the things available to him was the bed bug bombing Jeez. of your house. And I just thought to myself, you're, you're offering this to your employee? Like, I mean, guys, come on. <laughs> there should be a little bit of a mindset here of like, oh, damn, one of our employees has bed bugs. I don't want bed bugs in my building. We need to take care of that. You know what I'm saying? Like at the end of the day, like, do you want this building? Because once your building has it, then your car has it. Once your car has it, then your house has it. I mean, bed bugs are the herpes of, of insects right there. And like once, once they're there, unless you get it heat treated or something. So that's much like, and you know, that's like when places put, Put put like, hey, here's a donation box for our employees out. And it's like, dude, pay them more money. Like, like there needs to be no donation here. Well, that thing did backfire. I remember when that happened. Oh, like yeah. everybody on social media was like, Bro, uh-huh. aren't you the ones that should be doing this? 
Yeah, I mean that that one that one did big, but dude, you the look on your face when I walked in the studio was so funny. Bed bug treatment. Now listen, if you have bed bugs, that's a serious problem. I want you to get that you treated. You do not have bed bugs. I have no, 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 no. I I pray to God not. I, I maybe I, herpes. I really hope not. But I, I, it's probably expensive too, so it's something you'd want to save money on. But just this morning, I'm just walking there, cup of coffee in hand, and I almost spit it out as I hit that realization. I was like, dude, they're trying to take your money. Do not give it to him. No, I would never. I'm not giving it to him. Would never. Not doing it. Because like in a year from now, when they walk you out and you're there, you are with all your possessions <laughs> in a crate, standing in front of the the building. You're gonna think about the fact that Son you gave them bitch. money, and it would make me crazy. Yeah. It would yeah. make me crazy. Yeah. So I, uh, I I put my foot down. I decided I was not going to be a part of the uh, the, the the offer there. Oh, well, that's good. Yeah. I, uh, I I think that's the way that should go. We have poison and cheap trick tickets. Yeah. We get choked up uh, this morning with those every single hour on the program. You're shot at a thousand dollars. The audience has asked me to clarify what we, you and I, think a what qualifies to be a sport. Okay. They as a, a listener had an argument with a buddy of his, and I believe I'm being goaded here. I believe I'm being baited into getting angry. Okay. And so uh, w- you and I will, will will sit down together, and we will figure out what qualifies as a sport and what does not, and we'll do that after hooking the audience up with this thousand dollars right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword BANK to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's BANK to 200-200. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. A little later in the program, we're going to find out what cheating actually is. And I'm excited to go over this list. Okay. Because I had a woman from my past reach out to me yesterday. Um, and we ended up communicating quite a bit yesterday. And I think under the letter of the law, what she was doing yesterday was cheating. Oh, can't wait to get into this. And I feel as if she it went, if she were to get found out that that would be a problem. And I think that that's part of the reason why she was doing it, because the relationship I don't think is in a good place. Uh, and maybe we're hitting the accelerator uh, pedal. And so you... It, anyway. Little we'll, Tristan, little, little double T action from her right there. All I Yes. Okay. All I know is I was super happy to have been in said conversation yesterday. You know what, dude? That chick is like cocaine. Really? While you're doing it. Right. It's the greatest thing in the world. Man! Flying high, baby! Give me more. Right? Give me more, more, more. Right? But the day after, you're like, what was I doing? Low lows. That was stupid. I know better than this. That's exactly who that chick is. While I'm involved, riding high. And then the moment I, I get pulled away from that situation. That feeling of desperation when it's gone. You're like, what do you mean it's gone? Oh, my God. What am I going to do now? Yes. Maybe put your life back together. I don't know. She is so, <laughs> so that woman for me in my life. All right. So I got to ask this via the audience. Okay. And I believe that this person's friend is using them to make me angry. <laughs> okay. Not hard. No, it's not hard at all. You know what I mean? Can we? Can I use friends to make you angry? Can I start outsourcing this? Is that an option? Wait now, audience, for him to figure out he needs no help making me angry. None whatsoever. Needs no assistance. All right. So this guy wants to know the question because he and his friend were arguing. What is a sport? Okay. Okay. What qualifies as a sport? Now, to keep in Stansbury show fashion, we have not looked up what an actual sport is. No, 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 no. We're trying to stay consistent. We're just making it up as we go. 
But his buddy's trying to tell him that marching band, yes, a sport, and golf, not a sport. I'm I'm gonna disagree. <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna call that one out. I don't feel like that's the most sound logic there. Marching band is not a sport. Uh, yeah, I mean, does, does, does he include an argument here of how that works out? Of how marching band is a sport and golf he, is not? He did not. He told me he is arguing for golf, and he said I used the Oxford Dictionary's version. Well, that's your first problem, nerd. Like exactly right. <laughs> like ex- shove exactly. you a locker. I dude. swear to God, yeah, dude. I I do. I will build a locker and shove your punk ass in it. Like that's literally what. Will happen because that's what happens when I get three and a half hours of sleep because I'm up all night texting <laughs> the Oxford Dictionary. That's uh, but I argue this with people all the time. I remember when golf got got put back into the Olympics, people were furious about it, and I made the argument then, dude, don't we still have table tennis? Like, and by the way, that's what they call it to make it seem like it qualifies for the Olympics as opposed to ping table pong. tennis. It's ping pong, you turd. Um, here's the thing is, I think there's plenty of things that are in the Olympics that are not true to the heart sports. Okay. I, I really would like do. to, okay. Well, let's, really dude, let's, a lot let's, of it. let's a lot figure of it. out what some of those are. Um, well, to start it off for me, um, I mean, obviously sports are a physical thing. I think that one of the criteria right out of the gate okay. where it's like, so I, 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 cause I agree with that, with that assessment, does NASCAR fall into that? In my opinion, no. Okay. See, not that it's not it's physical, but it's not a say, sport to me. I was gonna say it's pretty physical. Like, dude, you're like if you drive a car for four hours, arms straight out, 180 miles per hour, do your that takes a toll on your body. If you hold a five pound weight for four hours straight out with your arms straight out, you're gonna take to take a physical toll on your body, but it's not a sport. You know what I mean? Like that's the thing with a lot of the arguments I'm gonna make here. So it's, competition doesn't make it a sport. Well, it's a, it's, an, it's a part of it. Now, just because you 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 check off one criteria doesn't make you a sport. There's competition in chess. To me, that is not a sport. You know what I mean? To me, a sport does have to be a physical aspect. It has to have a competition aspect in the sense of not only is it there's one winner, but also there's an offense and a defense. You can directly impact the other person's performance. So under that criteria for me, golf, golf is not, not a sport. sport. Running a race is not a sport. Those are athletic endeavors. I'm not saying that they're not like gymnastics is an unbelievably athletic thing to do, but it is not a sport. You you can you can be an athlete, but you're not. It's not a sport to me. So game, athletic event. I don't even know if it's a game. Like game, game is a baseball game. You, the defense, can stop the offense from scoring points. Where it's like golf, all you can do is go out there. Do your best. You know what I mean? And if another guy comes over top of you, nothing you, nothing you, nothing you can do. All you can go out there is what swimmers do is go out there and swim as fast as you possibly can. If another dude goes out there and beats you, and I know these are like swimming's like and running is like the original Olympic sport, but in my mind, that's that's one of the criteria that you have to check off. No argument whatsoever and then swim in, in that swimming faster or having a better golf round is you playing defense? No argument in that. Um, I mean, no, because at that point, you're just doing your best. You're just putting your best performance forth. You're not changing the other person's performance. Uh, another listener from Twitter is telling me, golf is a sport. Marching band is a competition performance. Yeah. Well, no, I mean, marching band competition performance. I don't agree golf sport. I mean, yeah, under under your guidelines, golf would be a competition performance. No, at the end of the day... These are my guidelines. You know what I'm saying? I don't know if everybody's necessarily going to have to sign off so, on that. Bowling, not a sport. Not a sport. 
not a sport. Wrestling is sport. MMA is sport. Boxing is sport. Fighting sports, sports. Pro wrestling, not a sport. Um, okay. So, like, cheerleading. Not a sport. Competitions. Not, not a, sport. a sport. Now, you got, like, tennis, sport to me. Sport. sport. Defense. Defense. Offense, defense. Table tennis, not a sport to me. I don't know what. So I, I don't know what. I don't know what that other oh, criteria. Look, look at this. This very esteemed thing. I don't he's know. Got. I don't know what that other criteria is of like why that separates it. But like video games, not a sport. I know there's like you know Akron University's got the sporting. The, e-sports, the, the e-sports is what they call it. Yeah, not a sport to me. Not 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 a sport. Well, hold on. Somebody's playing defense on Madden. Well, I'm, I, I'm I, like I said. There's going to be you know there's going to be different criteria, and just because you check some of them off, it's like. All dogs are animals, not all animals are dogs. I even though my sport does not fall underneath your umbrella, yeah. I like it. But I think you need to give an exception to NASCAR. I do. I, I don't know why, because I'm not even a date I'm not even like a weekly NASCAR racer or like watcher, right? I have a I mean, dude, if Kevin Harvick's in it, I kinda wanna see it. Because right. I kinda like that guy for some reason. I have no idea why. And I'll watch a race though a lot like I'll watch a baseball game. I'll turn on a race, 30 laps, okay, what's on TBS, right? And then go back. I'm very much that way with baseball. But I always say this about NASCAR. Dude, these morons can't make it down 77 without smashing into one another. These guys are doing 180 miles per hour, three inches apart for five hours. It's impressive. It is. I'm, so, I'm no denying it. And so, like, I always just want to throw that in and be like, yeah, sport. I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not the... Oh, you're doing second left-hand turns. I, I mean, I, I'm not that guy. I understand it's impressive. It's athletic. It's, it's, it's you know, it's something that takes great skill. Tw- okay, well, see, I, I, I like that right there because Twitter actually, again, Jay, uh, you know, tweeted this in, and I think he may have a better definition than you. Okay. Even. And he says, this is why NASCAR is a sport. It takes skill and physicality. I mean, can I make the argument then of... Well, so does this. You know, you know. I mean, there's a million things you can do that 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 fit those criteria. But right, okay. So if that's that's another thing that you're checking off the box. For some reason, though, I think once you introduce, um, I don't know. Once you introduce an engine, like that's when it becomes a little different to me, I guess. Or even though, because I don't think bike racing is a sport. I don't think running racing is a sport. So hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. What Lance Armstrong was doing isn't sport. Not sport. Not in the sense of like I said, that doesn't that doesn't that doesn't match off the offense defense to me. That doesn't match out the you know. So like no, I don't think racing it's an athletic event. I'm not denying the athleticism of it. I'm not denying the skill of it or the impressive nature of it. I have zero problem with ESPN or whatever sports network covering, covering those things. It. it makes because sense. Because it's a competition. Right, because it's competition. It's I mean, an athletic competition. They have the spelling bee for Christ's sake. Yeah, you know what I mean? yeah, but I mean I think ESPN hardly the 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 watermark we want to look at right now is like, all right, they're the ones who are going to define what sport is. I would agree. We're busy about the defining our morals. That's what ESPN has. Exactly to right. That's exactly right. Complaining on social media to That's them right. is a sport. You're absolutely right. I want to be mad at you, and I want to be like, you're wrong. <laughs> now I do. But like, dude, when he comes this well thought out, and he's got, I mean, dude, that that is that's that's pretty well thought out. And I'm not so insecure in my life that if people want to not call golf a sport, I feel like I got to fight you. Yeah, well, I mean, who do you like? Who I like it. And honestly, <laughs> I don't want you jerks to like it. I want the courses to be empty. I don't care about the people that own it. Go broke for all I you care. You don't want people screaming dilly dilly and getting the hole? Oh, You're dude. good on that? <laughs> dude, dude, dude. Which, by the way. Yeah. So I played yesterday. Yeah, how'd it go? Tell us about it. So I played yesterday. 
And dude, for those of you that don't know, I bought a new set of Titleist 716 AP1 irons. And I was like a little nervous yesterday when I went out. I went to the driving range the day before and went great. And I was like, all right, well, let's see. And dude, I played really well yesterday. Feeling good, feeling confident. Really good. My buddy Jamie actually came out and played a couple of holes with me. And he, he was like, what'd you pay? I was like, I don't know, 700 or something. He's like, do you better wake up tomorrow, take another 700, drop it off at the store. He's <laughs> like, I've never seen you hit a ball that well in my life. He's like, dude, he's like, you're like a whole nother man right now. I was like, I know, dude, it's amazing. It's amazing. Keeping with sports, it turns out our greatest athlete has finally done. Dude, LeBron did something last night he's never done ever in his career. Has never done it. It was not sleep with Khloe Kardashian. It was not pick up the slack for Tristan Thompson. But LeBron did. He reached a milestone last night. He's never hit in his career. We'll uh, look that over next on Rock 106.9. Hope you boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show on Rock 106.9. We'll get you uh, hooked up with $1,000. We're doing it every single hour on the program. Uh, we were asked via the audience what qualifies as a sport. Fantone's got this um, pretty interesting description of what a sport is. You believe somebody needs to be playing offense and somebody needs to be playing defense. Mm-hmm in order for that to be a sport. Mm-hmm. So we got talking NASCAR. Now, a listener of ours, Corey, who is a NASCAR fan, is pointing out that NASCAR has offense, has defense. Because team, blocking each other, teammates, teammates and stuff like that. will move up and kind of help you block and help you hold other people back and help you gain position. So is it considered a team sport? Well, they're called teams. That that's always kind of like befuddled me about NASCAR is like if you have the opportunity to win, but like is there a dude on your squad that is like the guy? You know what oh, I mean? Yeah. Like that's, oh yeah, that so, happens. So you're just out there as like you know as a role player. Dude, I, did, I I I, I guess did, I don't wrap my head around that. Have you not heard the story of Cal Nutton? I thought they were all just out there going kind of by themselves. Nah. I've seen I've seen Talladega Nights. Dude, Bake is out there. He bakes out there. He yeah, no dude. Cal Nutton's a okay. thing. Okay, all right. No, yeah, I, uh, I, so Corey, I, I gotta, I, I gotta agree, man. There's defense being played. I think once, I, I, for some reason, to me, once you introduce, especially a motorized vehicle, I, 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 I I'm out. I, I, to me, that doesn't work. BMX, you know, like dirt bike racing, like unbelievably, like athletic, tough to do, not knocking it at all, just isn't a sport to me. It's once there's a motor involved. Driving a truck's hard too. I'm all right when people tell me golf's not a sport just because I don't feel like an athlete. You know what I mean? Um, I think golf players are athletes, though. I do. I don't. I don't think you. I don't think. To well, me, nowadays, honestly, like the young kids playing today, like dude, they're in better shape than a lot of other athletes are. Actually, I, I guess I don't necessarily but, look at athletes as exclusive to sports players. You can, like I said, you, there's plenty of things you can do in an athletic sense that isn't a sport. I mean, like I look at pro wrestlers as athletes. That is not a sport. You know what I mean? Defense being played. Def- well, defense being played, but no competition. You know what I mean? At the end right. of the day, there's no competition okay. there. So your other qualifier is out. Yeah, so it doesn't it doesn't check off all the boxes for me so far. Interesting. Uh, keeping with the sport there, Yeah. LeBron James did something last night he has never done. He's pretty good. 15-year career, has okay. never done it. And he did it this year. And it's solely because people have been talking about it his entire career. And so I believe now he just wanted to shut people up and wanted to end the argument, he finally played, finally played 82 games in a season. 
Now, it should be pointed out, I believe Michael did this every year he was in the league. And this is one of these things where Michael Jordan people will be like, this is why Jordan is better than LeBron. He played every night. He was the biggest thing in the league. And no matter where he was, Salt Lake City, he played on Tuesday night, right? That was like, that's one of their things that they kind of like go to. And I would agree that there are, is a problem that if you pay $400 for a ticket in some city and LeBron shows up and he's sitting courtside in a suit, that that's not good for the NBA overall. I don't want to get it bogged down to whether or not a player's got a right to sit, right to this and that. They're all a bunch of overgrown, overpaid sissies now. They're going to sit. They're going to do these things. It's going to happen. I'm kind of over that. But at the end of the day, I understand you feeling ripped off because you wanted to take your kid and now you don't get to see it. I do understand where that feeling comes from. But he did play 82 games finally. Jordan played in uh, nine seasons. He played 82 games. Carl Malone did that as well. Okay. So it's not all of his years, but so, I mean, so it's a significant it, chunk. Yeah, a significant chunk versus one year out of 15 right. years, right? And so I think that this is what this is all about. But at, at the end of the day, though, I mean, and, and I, I think there's a very good, I tweeted out a very good graph that kind of explains this. The reason LeBron has such great success at the tail end of his career is because he was smart about expending his energy and smart about doing what, you know, if he, what it took. If he had played all 82 games, my best guess is he's probably not in the league this long. Not at this level. I mean, like, and I, I, this is, and I know this is terrible for radio, but this is a season by season TPA, which is essentially how efficient are you on offense and how efficient are you on defense. LeBron's the blue line, Jordan's the red line. Look at their final years. LeBron on an upswing, Jordan on a nosedive. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And like, I'm, dude, I'm, I am not, I think LeBron James, big, greatest basketball player of all time, um, but I'm not like a, a Jordan hater or a like, man, Jordan sucks, Jordan, blah, 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 it's crazy. Blah. He's in the conversation. I think the the person that gets left out of the conversation isn't Kobe Bryant, it's Kareem Abdul-Jabbar. I feel like that's one of the great, like, I would agree. We're, 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 we're all caught up in the moment. We're all prisoners of the right now. So I, I feel like you just kind of get stuck in that. Um, but I'm the same way. I, I mean, do people will argue Kobe because of the titles? Eh. I have Kobe just outside the top 10. Eh, I was going to say, I, I mean, I have Kobe at 12. Kobe's the yellow line over here. So you've got okay. Jordan on our Mike or LeBron on the blue, Jordan on the red, and then Kobe on the yellow right there. Um, it's it's not even a career arc that LeBron has going on. It's just like it goes up and then it goes down a little bit and then it goes right back up. And like that is unlike Jordan. That is unlike Kobe. You know what I'm saying? It's like, unlike any other athlete. Right. I mean, to put forth to put forth this kind of season too, and honestly, the guy should be the MVP, dude. I know that James Harden's going to win it and I know LeBron doesn't have a chance here, but at the end of the day, LeBron should be the MVP. Like more points, more rebounds, more assists, better field goal shooting percentage. Just across the board. Took a team that lost an all-star. James Harden went to a team full of stars. LeBron took a team that lost one of the top 10 at or basketball players on the planet right now, in my, my opinion, of Kyrie Irving, and still has the exact same record that they did last year. How is the guy not the MVP? Because it's not fair. It's not. And, and dude, and, and MVPs aren't about, they're not about that. It's about an individual season and, dude, if things were run the way it should be run, LeBron would have been the MVP for 15 years. LeBron's not only the most va- – dude, LeBron is the most va- – like, that's the word right there. Valuable. That you really need to examine. Valuable. There, there is nobody in sport today more valuable to their franchise than LeBron James. Number 12? No. No? Not even close. No. Not even close. How many times – dude, Matt oh. Castle came in, won 11 games. Like, dude, not even close. Tom Brady, dude, great. And remember, I'm the guy that argues against it for fifth them because only morons who don't understand football think it for fifth them. It's not. Tom Brady's great, okay? But 
He is surrounded by great too. And he is put in great situations by somebody who knows what to do. That helps. It really does help. I don't, dude, you can't argue it. Like, Matt Castle came in and did really well. The, the backup quarterbacks that have come in, yeah. dude, what's his name? The, the kid that Indianapolis picked up. The third stringer, he won a couple of games. It's So I don't think Tom Brady's is valuable to the Patriots as LeBron is to the Cavaliers. LeBron, see here, this is the best way to do it. If Brady retired tonight, yeah. the Patriots are winning seven, eight games next year. Yeah. Seven, eight games. LeBron says, I'm done. Dude, the Cavaliers, it is a ghost town. Tumbleweed on the floor. Terrible. Nobody going to games. Terrible. Remember, we had Kyrie Irving and no LeBron James. We won 20 games. That sucked. 20. It's like, dude, LeBron is the most, not only is LeBron James the most valuable person to the Cleveland Cavaliers, he's the most valuable person to the league. I have made this argument. People want to tell me how the NFL is in trouble. I'm telling you right now. I got a perfect example. The NBA is in serious trouble right now. Your big star is at the tail end of his career, and your new stars, by the way, Lonzo, kind of a flame out, right? So far, at least, kind of a flame out. Ben Simmons, great, can't shoot. It's a shooting league, can't shoot. So I, I get it. Ben's going to be great. He tax the rim, all that, can't shoot, right? You don't. Kevin Durant now, that's what everybody says. Well, they're passing the baton off. Dude, Kevin Durant with the Golden State Warriors without Steph has been abysmal. It's been, dude, they got blown out by the Jazz by 40. Dude, they got routed. Routed. People forget, dude, like, the, the Oklahoma media was damn near pushing Kevin Durant out of Oklahoma City because they didn't think he had the mental makeup to win playoff series. They didn't think he had it. And then, so what did he do? He went to Golden State. So it can't be Kevin Durant either because without Steph, they're a mess. LeBron James is the most valuable person in the NBA, and when he retires, ratings are going to fall off of a cliff. Dude, the beginning of this season for the Cavs, ratings were down 30% because of LeBron fatigue. Now, they're back up now because what, as you're getting towards the end of the season. But when this guy goes, why do you think people bitch when LeBron sits? Because in Milwaukee on Wednesday night, there ain't nothing else to see. But LeBron, but but the LeBron Shane, you know, but the LeBron James show. It ain't the NBA show, bro. Without LeBron James, dude, the NBA was in a little bit of trouble. Then LeBron came out, and all of a sudden, here come the ratings again. Right after Michael, they had had a dip. You're beholden to your stars, and people can do. You can talk to me about Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid and the Greek Freak, and you can talk, dude. Fine, all those guys are nice. Nice NBA stars. They are not NBA superstars, which is what LeBron James is. LeBron James is by far and away the most valuable athlete playing a team sport today in America. Your shot at $1,000 next on Rock 106.9. The Stansberry Show. All right. I like it. I like it a lot. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We have $1,000. We're going to pass it out to you here momentarily. I uh, I heard about this yesterday, and I think a lot of people are going to be behind this. Where now the president has called for enforcing work requirements. And I'm happy that this article says this, because I saw a lot of people not know this yesterday and were like yelling at the president. These requirements are already in the law. What happens is, is that we don't enforce this stuff. Okay? So... They are now then on top of that, though, they are asking agencies to consider adding some work requirements to government aid programs that lack them. So you see, most of them already have it. 
And those that don't, he is asking, maybe we should look into whether or not you should have some work requirements. Okay? Okay. They say here that the federal government should do everything within its authority to empower individuals by providing opportunities for work, including, uh, you know, investing in federal programs that are effective at moving people into the workforce and out of poverty. I would agree with that. That sounds all good to me. So these agencies will have about 90 days to submit a list of recommended policy and regulatory changes. Now, so the agencies are the ones who are figuring out what's best for their agency. I believe that that okay. is the way that's going okay. to go down. It's the latest step in the, this administration's effort to require low-income Americans to work for their federal benefits. The Department of Agriculture actually wants us to strengthen the work requirements in the food stamp program. Currently, adults with minor children can only receive benefits for three months out of every 36-month period unless they are working or participating in training programs at about 20 hours a week. States now waive that requirement for areas where unemployment is at least at 10% or there is an insufficient number of jobs as, deny, as defined rather by the Department of Labor. Dude, I mean, now listen, I know Stark County, Canton, Ohio isn't necessarily doing the best, but unemployment at 10% in places? We looked this up the other day. high, dude. Didn't we look this up the other day? Ours is four. Uh, Am I right? I think it was close to five, but yeah, yeah we're, we're, we're in the general four ballpark. Five, right? There, yeah. So somewhere around there, so about half of what of where, where they will do this, right? The administration, along with some other policy experts, are arguing that this is the perfect time to expand work requirements because unemployment is near record lows and employers are looking to hire. I would agree. This probably is the best time to do it. Four seven is what Canton is. Start County is four point seven. Okay. Yep. So well below ten. Yes. So well below ten. They say here this executive order should send a strong signal to federal agencies that they need to prioritize adding or strengthening work requirements. They say people cannot rise out of poverty if they're only receiving SNAP and Medicaid. True. That that, that, that true. would be true. True. Now, I saw this being passed around yesterday as the Trump administration being insensitive to people's struggle in life. Okay. And I get that that's the way he's going to be painted because he's gone out of his way to like not like do anything that makes you think he's nice. Yeah, fair. I mean, dude, like the, you, you pay for assessment. you pay for all your sins. Good assessment. You know what I mean? And it, dude, he doesn't care about whether or not you think he's nice. So I can't be shocked then when he does something and it sounds like, hey, poor person, get off your lazy ass. When he does something that looks like that, I can't be surprised people feel that way. But I don't think that that's actually what's happening here. And I I lean on this example a lot, but I once lived in a very, okay, where I lived in Oregon, I lived in Southern Oregon, just over the California border, small little town called Grants Pass. Now, when you think Oregon, you think Portland, because that's like the city there. It's the only city they have, right? Portland's a lot like Cleveland in Ohio, super liberal, the rest of the state, not at all, right? And that's kind of how Portland is. Where I lived, it was very, in Oregon, it was hard-nosed, conservative, these, you know, these people just sucking off the government. Meanwhile, they were the ones doing it. It was just, it, it, was, it was like one of those areas, right? Complaining about people sucking off the government while, while they're sucking it. off the government. Okay. Yeah, while okay. doing it, okay. right? But I did see this happen. There was a family that used to drink in the bar all the time. And I mean a family. Father. Mother, daughter, son, there they were go. all in there together. There you go. Just just drinking pints, right? Neither one of the kids worked. Actually, the mom and neither two of the kids worked. 
They all received government assistance. Every last one of them. And a lot of it. And bitched the whole time about people, welfare queens. Yeah. I'm uh, sure they did. I'm sure they did. Yeah. Um, Laura was the worst. Okay. Laura would be your least favorite person you've ever met in your entire life. Okay. Imagine, she sounds awful. Dude, here's Laura. Imagine Roseanne, not funny. Okay. <laughs> okay. An unfunny Roseanne. Okay. Welcome to Laura. My, one of my least favorite people I've ever met in my life. <laughs> Laura, I loved her husband, Mikey, the greatest. Right. Think Homer Simpson, still very funny. Okay. <laughs> that, that's Mikey, right? But their kids didn't work and received a ton of government assistance. And as a matter of fact, one of their kids, because they were raised in this environment, were like, oh, I'll have kids. Who cares? Government pays, right? Well, they made this, girl, they made this girl go get a job. The government made her get a job. She had to work at, I believe it was like, I don't know, one of those centers where people will donate clothes and then you put a price tag on it and sell it to a hipster for four times what it's worth. Okay. She worked at like one of those, right? Okay. And they made her go do it in order to receive her government assistance. You know what happened inside of two months? She came into the bar and says, I could go get a job that pays more money than what I'm getting from government assistance from doing this. Screw this. I'm not doing this anymore. And she went and got a job. You see what I'm saying? There are a lot of people out there that are on these programs that need it and should absolutely get it. But there are people skating by on the system and these kinds of things can help weed it out. My, my, my point of contention here is it's the same thing that I kind of say against like people who want to test, you know, for, for who want a drug test to, to get government benefits or something like that is like, I understand that there's a problem and there's people that are going to abuse the system. There's no question about that. My question is here though, is like, if I have kids, how do I pay for childcare? If I have to go work 20 hours a week and I'm not opposed to that, I genuinely am not, I'm not like, no, that's against rights. Like, no, that's okay. So there's a criteria to like, you have to do this if you want this government assistance. And now some of it, like, I mean, some of it you've paid into, and there's a little bit of me that's like, well, if you've already paid into it, I don't necessarily see why you have to work for it to get it. Like unemployment. But like, right. But okay. So if we're saying this has to be the criteria is what do I do with my kids for 20 hours and how expensive is daycare more than what I'm making you're not, in, in government assistance, right? You're not wrong. You're not wrong, okay? But what I like about that being a problem for you to figure out is doesn't that in the end then ha- stop other people from going, you know what, dude, maybe I don't maybe I shouldn't have kids. Yes, but it, we still have a generation of kids right now with, you know, with this issue. I I can't not do this for that reason. You're not wrong. But I cannot do what's be- what's better for the bulk of the people because somebody might not know where to send their kids. Are 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 you putting forth like a all right, so hey, this is there. There has to be a solution to that. Like there had because what what are you supposed to do? Because at that point, either you're going to go and lose money, you know what I'm saying, by paying for daycare and and, and paying for somebody to come watch your kids, or you're going to get off government assistance and your kids are not going to have money. Your kids aren't going to be able to eat. You know what I'm saying? Like, damned if you do, damned if you don't. But there's a lesson in here, America, and that is if you don't have the money. Don't have kids. Don't have kids. I've told you before. I have a dollar amount in my head for a married couple that if you don't hit this dollar amount, you should not have kids. And I've told you this before, and I'm going to say it again now. I'll never tell you what it is because you're going to think I'm a snob. You'll you'll think I'm an elitist snob. But most of you listening right now are underneath it. That much I know because I know what the I know I know what the average price I know what the average salaries in Canton and Maslin and and Alliance are I know what those are. You're you're well underneath it. 
I have a very high standard of what you should make financially to bring life into this world. People miscalculate how expensive that's going to be, and you did it because you felt a hole in your life or your you know, parental pressure that you got from your parents to, to provide grandkids. It's crazy. You are having kids at a rate that you cannot afford. And at the end of the day, dude, then what do you do? Then you go on Facebook and you bitch about people sucking up the government. Putting more people on the planet without figuring out how we're going to pay for it is what has led to this. There, there needs to be a little shaming movement of what that like, dude. So you can shame a fat person sitting in a food court shoving Chinese food in their face, but I can't shame a person who makes ten dollars a month for having six kids. There needs to be a little shaming revolution. Being embarrassed about who you were used to keep you in line. It, 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 now, dude, embarrassment has been lost in this country, and it's part of the problem. I am all for helping people who need this help. I am all for it, and we need government programs. And you, dude, not everybody can lift themselves up from their bootstraps. Some people do need a hand. Some people don't have boots. Right, you know exactly what I'm saying? Right. Like that's that's the point. And I would argue that 725 way too low for a for a minimum wage. Now I think 15's too high, and I think if you do that overnight, things go wildly as you know you know a muck. I think things go crazy, but. Most people are not financially prepared for the kids that they raised or for the kids that they had. And at the end of the day, that was a decision and it was ill-advised and you made it and you did it. And so, yes, it is going to be tough for you to figure that situation out. But yes, you are the one that should have to figure that out. You had those kids. More Stansberry Show after you get hooked up with this $1,000 right now. Your shot at $1,000. Now, text the keyword WIN to 200-200. You'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's WIN to 200-200. Rock 106.9. Dan Stansberry and his boy wonder Matt Fantone. At last, two heroes. The Stan 106.9. Welcome back to the Stansberry Show. We're on Rock 106.9. I believe I have made some people angry. Jogger. Never would have guessed it. I, look, I didn't even give out the dollar amount. All I said is that I have a dollar amount in my head that I think people, that, that, that a man and a woman, if you're, or two men, two women, whatever. But if you're in a relationship, married or not, and you're going to raise kids, that I have a dollar amount in my head, I'm not going to tell you what it is because I'm going to come off sounding like an elitist to you, a snob to you. Here's what I'll tell you. My parents didn't come anywhere near what it is. Nor do you. No. You know no. Like- no. As a matter of fact, if I wanted to do this, my wife... My, that I don't have, would have to make a ton of money for me to be able to do what I'm saying. My parents never came close. And it's actually how my brother and I came up with the number is because my parents never came close to it. And we were sitting there thinking, like, what our parents did was actually dangerous. You had two kids. You moved them into Aurora Shores in a four-bedroom house you couldn't afford. My enti- my dad's entire life was a house of cards. And any moment, that thing was blowing over and we were living on the street. Yeah, but did you die? You know what I'm saying? Okay. Well, then I'm doing 200 on the freeway on the way home <laughs> I mean, too. Like, but yeah, but did you? So die? this guy's like, all he, I don't know if he's mad at me, but he's definitely reaching out. He's like, you're crazy. I got three kids, and he makes. I'm not going to tell you exactly the number, but it's under 50. Okay. I'm not arguing that you can't raise kids on under 50 thousand dollars a year. Again, these are not my numbers. Okay. I'm not saying that it can't be done. I am saying that it's going to be harder than anything I choose to do. Is what I'm going to say. It's going to be way harder than anything I want to do. It's going to be harder than that. But that's how my brother and I came. And again, I'm not going to tell you our number. But we we sat down with the math because he's now married with a kid. He and his wife slay financially. Slay. 
And he says to me all the time, dude, we got one kid. And I have no idea how we're how we're doing it. He's like, I have no idea, dude. He's like, now sometimes, dude, the girls in the neighborhood then come over for dinner. He's like, dude, you, he's like, you just don't think about how much extra money that is. He's like, Dan, he's like, all it is is money flying out of your pocket at an alarming pace. And so we sat down and we kind of figured it out. We came up with a number. I will tell you this. It's over six figures was our number. It's over that. And maybe we're wrong. And it's maybe it's just what we would like to see for our lives. Now, he and his wife do hit it. They do yeah, hit it. That's what I was going to say is I think you're just looking at it from everyone has a different standard of what they view as acceptable. You know what I mean? Like everyone's going to have a different standard of what it means to give your kid a good life. And not everyone thinks that you have to be able to give your kid the best of the best when it comes to expense. You know what I mean? Like, well, I, I, yeah, I don't have to go buy you new LeBrons this year. It's I love e- you. That's enough. It's not even that. For me, it's, oh, my God, my kid fell out of the tree and I don't have to wonder about how I'm going to pay for it. It's like, yeah, take the kid to the doctor. We have the money. What do you mean? Take the kid to the doctor. I'm not flipping coin. Well, do we do at-home rubber band braces for the teeth? No. we take. You know what I mean? Like, that's, I mean, it's, it's like one of those things. I, I, I also think, that if I'm going to be real clear about it, that you could do it on less salary if you have money saved already. I just think this is ultimately my oh, point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't care what you make, okay? People, this is what cannot be denied, America, that people go into this decision. They go into this responsibility without being prepared. True yes. or false? Yes, yes. Okay, yes. there we go. That, that's all, that's all I wanted do. people to admit is that people who are doing this every day without being prepared for it and then looking around the country going, help me! where somebody should have been thinking about how to help yourself before you put yourself in that situation. Partially, partially that needed to be on you. Turns out one of the biggest retailers in the country about to go under a major overhaul, major overhaul. All right. $94 million in in-store improvements around the country, including multiple locations here in Northeast Ohio and our location on West Tusk here, the Walmarts are going through $94 million of in-store improvements. They announced this yesterday. The brand said in a news release that it currently plans to update 27 different Ohio locations. Again, ours on Tusk here will be one of them. They will be implementing online grocery pickup. So you'll go online and then, like, I want this, I want this, I want this, and you'll pick it up at the store. 31 Ohio locations already offer that service. I don't know if ours does or not. Yeah, I, I I bet you it does. You'd probably just have to go up to customer service. I mean, because they do, like, ship the store. You know what I'm saying? So I'm sure if you said, like, yo, this is all the stuff I want, they'd go get it. I know, I think. I know other grocers do in the area. I know that that right? there's a couple of other ones around here that, that do it. Yeah. I've never used that. You think I would. I'm a convenience person, but I have never used that. Some stores... Are also adding, this is Walmart now. Some stores are also adding Mobile Express Scan and Go. What this is, you'll scan items with your phone, you'll pay instantly and leave. Meaning what? You were skipping checkout lines. Right. That'd be nice. That's, dude, that's the part of shopping that, that frustrates me the most. That's I know. where I get like, oh my God. I know. I hate the self checkout line. A, I don't work here. So what am I doing? There's that. B, you do work here. And if I do your job for you, we don't need you. See ya. And online shopping is, oh, dude, I am one of the biggest online. Dude, three things were in my mailbox yesterday. Three different t-shirts from I bought from all over the world were in my mailbox yesterday. I am such an online shopper. It's crazy. And every time I click buy, every time that money gets taken out of my PayPal account, I just think to myself, I just put another American out of work. 
And 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 yet it dude, and yet it's not enough to make me not do it. Yeah, I, was, I mean, you know, obviously you continue the behavior, so it's not enough to like stop it. I I know what you're saying there, but there's there's just so many other things that you can run through that filter where it's like if you do that, you're just going to end up driving yourself crazy. Like every time you use a computer to send an email, are you putting a postman out of out of work? You know what I'm saying? Like every time that you use, you know, you know what? Speaking of which, honestly, I hope so a little bit. Well, I mean, like, but like a delivery person, not even a post person. I'm saying a UPS, a USPS, a FedEx. I mean, by sending that email as opposed to sending a pack, or, you know, a letter. Like, I, are, honestly, are you putting them out of work. I am pissed at the post office right now. I sent three different things to my niece for her birthday. Not one of them got there. Not one. Surprise! Three days later, when I went and dropped it off at the FedEx location, in a day and a half, she had it. Three different things couldn't find their way there. FedEx. Two days done. I mean, honestly, I don't know if that's probably not indicative of the entire country, but something's going on where I can't trust the post office right now. I mean, I'm just like just as the as 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 the point of like I understand your point there of like you feel you're 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 aiding to people losing their gig, but like there I, there's it's technology. There's I, no way to put that back in the tube. I know, I know, but I don't like it, and also I don't want to do more things. I don't. The thing that I, I know you're saying, like, well, I don't work here, therefore I should not have to do self-checkout. To me, it's I don't work here, I can get out quicker. Like, I don't work here. What am I doing here? I don't want to be in Walmart right now. I don't want to be in Giant Eagle right now. I want to be home. I want to be doing what I'm doing. Huh. This is getting me out quicker. That This way, I don't have to deal with, you know, Dolores, the lady checking out things and trying to talk to me about my cats and doing all these different things. It's like, no, I just get to go. I don't have to talk to you. I don't have to do anything. So that's why, to me, it's like I, I, I don't have a problem with those. Huh. Except for when there's people that don't understand how they work, or they get frustrated, or old people are standing there. Jesus, I mean, Lord. it's always this. Beep, beep, beep. Uh, put it on the pet. I did put it on the pet. Somebody come over here and help me! And before you know it, then they're the, the, then the blue vest is standing right next to you. I'm pretty competent at doing it. I don't feel like I run into problems. I feel like it's other people that are running into problems that that, that, that slow it up. Well, there. do the average American? I mean, oh, do, yeah, I mean, fair. do the average fair. person breathe out of their mouth? Fair. Fair. You know what I mean? So like, okay. <laughs> that's like that's how that goes. The Walmart on Tusk has already put forth a pretty big revitalization effort. I mean, they've had really? the signs out front for a while, but now you actually see it. Like when you go in there, the pharmacy section is completely like torn apart and like they're re- redoing not even just like the shelving and stuff, but like the entire floor plan, like the entire like how everything's set up. It's like a complete difference in there right now. And I think it's just going to continue working. So like, I, I don't know what this announcement will do for that Walmart, but good, right? I mean, I mean, it's where most people go to shop. Right? So making them nicer is probably not the wrong thing to do. You know what I mean? I, you know, I mean, not that they're not nice. Like that's the thing I thought it was like, I don't get that vibe. Like when I go into Walmart, I never think to myself, like, geez, gotta spruce this thing up a bit. I, I never think that. I'm like, oh, it's I like I'm like maybe free deodorant for the guys standing next to me. Some are better than others, but I take your point there. <laughs> you know I mean, mean? There, it's yeah. I never walk into that building and go, geez, this thing's falling apart. Like I didn't realize they needed this much work. But L- like the Kmart and Maslin when that was open, that felt like a wasteland when you went in there. That one really did. So like, yeah, I I, I know what you're saying of Walmart. Maybe not the, uh, you know, maybe maybe not the... It's not Saks. Right, but, but... It doesn't feel like Skid Row to me either. I didn't realize they were going to need this much improvement. More Stansberry Show right around the corner. You guys hang on. The Stansberry Show. Kenton's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Swung on, bounced towards short in the hole. Backhanded by Lindor. 
Jump throw and a couple of bounces to first. Backhanded pick by Alonso. They got him. Tremendous play on both ends. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Here, Hammy there. Four in a row for the Tribe, right? Four in a row for the good guys? Correct, yeah. Pretty good there. Um, I don't know if you saw this yesterday, but during the Indians game, Jason Kipnis, dude, hit a line drive that dude just jawed Detroit's pitcher, man. No, it was it. just right off his bat, right like one of those just right nothing at nobody could have done about oh. it, but just like, don't. It those are bad, dangerous, dude. man. You oh, it's bad. Dude. You could really hurt a guy like that. They, uh, I know they put new uh, new fences in this year to kind of like cut back on that happening in the in the stands. But dude, if you're out there in the field of play and you got a bat flying at you, you got a ball coming off the bat that quick. Crazy. Not much you can do. I guess there were a couple of fights in the Yankees Red Sox game the other day. A couple yeah. of people got ejected. A couple of, I think, two separate fights. I kind of think I want more brawls in sports, dude. Bench clearing brawls. While it's not baseball, it's not. It's there's something about it. Every time I watch it, I'm like, yeah. Again, you're not supposed to see it, so it makes it interesting. I um, I heard a lot of people making the argument. I read this morning actually a lot of people making the argument. And again, I'm going to file this under the same thing that the UFC didn't tell Conor McGregor to go like disrupt a fight and make sure two fights had to get canceled. I know they didn't. UFC didn't tell him to do that. People are making the argument that baseball, because the ratings are down this uh, this part of the year, and they are they're down significantly from last year, and um, that that Major League Baseball knows that. And so let's get the Yankees and the Red Sox to fight because everybody knows the Yankees and the Red Sox don't like one another. So now there's drama, and now you got to watch. And it's like, guys, this is why this no longer this is why this no longer makes sense. Okay? Back in the day, that would have made sense because then you would have been driven to the TV. You're not going to be driven to the TV anymore. You hear about stuff like that happens right now. You know what you're going to do? You're going to pull out your phone, you're going to look at Twitter, you're going to watch the video, and then it's going to be over. You're not going to watch the game today because they fought yesterday. That doesn't happen anymore, dude. People have too many entertainment options. This too, dude. Too many people are watching WWE, bro. Like that's what's happening. Is like now everybody thinks everything is the goddamn Maury Porvich show, and it's not. Well, though, I mean, I you believe in a lot of uh, what do I want to say? Nefarious forces, kind of, kind of wheeling and dealing behind the scenes of a lot of different things, I right? Do? I mean, well, don't you? I mean, feel like with a lot of government stuff, with a lot of yes, like I do. they're playing us against each other. The they media, do. they're playing us against each other. So it's so out of line to think that maybe MLB, maybe UFC. See, maybe these well, groups are starting to do that. This is what I this is what I find crazy. A year ago, when I was in here telling you guys sports was fixed, everybody called me a tinfoil hat lunatic. So if you think sports are fixed, now again, my my stance is not sports are fixed. That men are fixed. So if men are fixed and men definitely want television ratings to be up, it's so out of the line, out right, of question. It's not, there, it's not crazy. So crazy. It's not crazy. No, sudden, it's not crazy. Now all of a sudden it might be logical. Now all of a sudden it's like you know what? That sounds pretty good, Fantone. Maybe it is all scam. I I will tell you this. You ask any guy who bets football every week in the NFL, yeah. and dude, you bet. Fo- Here's what I'll tell you. You take week one to week six in this NFL season, you bet a game every single week. By week six, you'll call me and go, you know what, Sansbury sports are fixed. That's what I know. So that being said. I was just with my buddy yesterday, HJ, one of the biggest like sports gamblers you'll ever meet in your okay. time. Dude, the amount of time. God, you two degenerates hanging out with each other. That's got to be terrible. It's the worst. It's got to be. It's the worst. <laughs> That's got to be this is, this is what I'm talking about. The amount of times on Sunday, he and I have been in a bar together, watching a football game, both bet the same way. And are ripping things apart, like throwing stuff around the bar because we had the game won until the very end. And now, no. And then Vegas wins. And then then Vegas wins. (laughs) 
goddamn Vegas wins. So, so I, I don't know. I mean, listen, I'm not buying into saying that that you know the commissioner of MLB told the Yankees and the Sox to go at it. But like, if you believe sports are fixed, why not? Why wouldn't you do that? I would I, do that, right? I, I guess it's a possibility. I would do that. I guess it's a possibility. I hate to admit that. <laughs> I do. I hate it. I don't want to give that in. The whole Conor McGregor thing. WWE. Where's Vince? <laughs> Nowhere. Don't bring Vince into the UFC. We do not need Vince. Your shot at $1,000 is next on Rock 106.9. Good morning. The Stansberry Show. Or the God of your choosing. Best morning ever. Kent's Rock Station. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show on Rock 106.9. Online for you, WRQK.com. I had something awesome happen yesterday, Phantom. Okay. So I was out playing golf. Right. I was playing with the, this guy, John. All right. And I know John a little. Not well, but I know him a little. And uh, John's not from Ohio. He's from Pittsburgh. Okay. He's a good dude. And I see him at the golf course a lot. So occasionally, dude, when I, you know, you don't have anybody play, course a little busy. Dude, well, let's just team up together. We'll go play. You're right. So it's like I've played with him a handful of times, but I don't know him really well or anything. All right, a little acquaintance action here. So he spends a lot of his time in Worcester, and then when he's not there, he's back in Pittsburgh with his wife and kids and all that. Okay, so he's traveling. Yeah, I mean, he's in Ohio a lot, though. Like, he's gone from Pittsburgh quite a bit. I don't know what his company's doing in Worcester, but whatever it is, it's been three years long, and he's here pretty much a lot of the month, you know, every month. Okay. And so he he's like, man, he's like, I just got back from Pittsburgh. I said, oh, okay. He's like, dude, I don't mean to do this with, you know, to you while, you know, while we're playing. He's like, but I got to tell you, man, I enjoy your show. And I was like, oh, John, thanks, man. I didn't realize that you listened or whatever. Yeah, you can come SMID whenever, dude. Yeah. I don't care. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> he was, uh, he's like, no, he's like, you know, obviously they go to the guys around the course. No, you know what I mean? Told me. And, you know, he's like, so I started listening to it. He goes, you know, I grew up in Pittsburgh. And again, Pittsburgh's got a great radio station known the world around as WDVE. It's a great radio station. Yeah, classic. It's, yeah, I yeah, mean, I mean it's, it's a heritage brand for I mean, sure. It's, it's a staple for our yeah. company for sure. And, um, you know, he said, he's like, dude, he's like, there's nothing like your show in Pittsburgh. He was like, all, he's like, my crew who lives there, who works here now, he's like, dude, th- th- we were all talking about it. Like, when we go back there, he's like, dude, we miss it. And I was like, that's cool. That's a good like, compliment. That's a compliment I really, really like. So that's that was awesome. Compliment. So I figured I'd pass that one off to you. Yeah, buddy, yeah no, I'll pat on the back there, too. Except for Fantone. We hate that guy, dude. Well, no, he's the worst. No, he said. He's like, <laughs> he goes, I even like that kid. That's what he said. He's like, I even like that one. I'll pat on the back so there. there go. Good job, us, man. So my friend sent me this, and um, um, my friend Kelly... Uh, sent me this, and um, I believe she's one of these people that would like to see me get paired off. All right, all right. She's all like right. one of these people that thinks that like that that's the last, you know. Uh, uh, now is that her having a true insight into you as a person, or is that her just kind of being like, oh, you'd be happier if you had a relationship? Um, no, Kelly knows me better than most people. Do you feel like because I personally know that when it comes down to it, I'm a better person in a relationship, and I think as I've gotten older, most I've kind people, of I've kind of recognized that and realized that. Do you feel that way about yourself, or do you feel like it depends on the person I'm in the relationship with? Okay, I am very much capable of yes being a better person. It's hard to do. I'm pretty great. <laughs> I, uh, I you know what I mean, but I but I can get there. Okay, but it but it does depend on who I'm spending my time with. Birds of a feather. Kind of, it's kind of one of yeah. those things. People, yeah, yeah. Can, people draw out the crazy or the good in you one way or the yeah, other. Yeah, people can look okay. you up, tear you down, one of the two things. So she sent me this. Now, this is primarily for women, but it, they are looking for some men. But this is where my friends think my life is. She sends me this thing. New reality dating show oh. is casting singles oh. who are in their 30s and 40s. That's a good. That's a good. That's a, that's a different show. Because most shows, like most MTV shows, by the time you're 28, you're too old. 
Right. If you're on The Bachelorette, you know what I'm saying? I mean, especially for women, if you're not young, you got zero shot, dude. I mean, very few 30-year-olds are going to make that cut. I submitted a an audition tape for the, not not The Bachelorette, what was it? Um, Big Brother. Big Brother, okay. I submitted an audition tape for Big Brother. They got back to me and said, we love you. And you're great. And you have a, what they said, you have a watchable care, you know, a quality about you for sure. You're too old. And I remember thinking <laughs> to myself, like, I bet I could be you in arm wrestling. Like I, did, like, I got like that, like that primitive about it. Like I was very angry. Like I was very, very angry about that. But a show is casting. They say a major TV network is putting together a reality dating show coming up. And they are casting singles in their 30s and 40s. They are looking for people who live in Chicago and the Midwest area in general. All right. Is what they're looking for. They have an amazing opportunity, they say, this, uh, to take referrals and nominations from that may not yet be single and yet know somebody who is. So basically, I'm single. I want to be on this. But my friend's about to break up. You should probably take a look at them, too. Okay. They're saying they're looking for a girl who has checked off all of her boxes and now is ready to meet her perfect partner who wants the same things out of life as she does, which includes a family. Check off her box there, you know what I'm saying? A little bit right right there. Ouch. I think this will be a huge hit. Oh, yeah. yeah, I think this will be a huge hit. Too much of this stuff is catered to young people. And for people my age, and by my age, I'm going to say anyone from 35 to 50. Let's, Let's put you in that group. You are figuring out right now that if you're single, that dating is maybe harder than it has ever been. I don't know. I wasn't dating in this manner in 1980, so I don't know. It feels very, very difficult now. Before I was in the relationship I'm in now, I was kind of like very loosely dating an older woman. And uh, yeah, she and she was just very candid with me about like, dude, it is so different from what it was for me. She's like, you know, and I mean, this one was only, I I think, like 10, not even 15 years older than me, somewhere in between that. And she was just like, oh, my God. She's like, it is just so strange. I think a lot of people who have either like, you know, either a never been married like you, but probably more so B married, divorced, now they're trying to reestablish themselves. Because the one thing I'll say about somebody like you who's never been married, you've been able to at least somewhat keep up with the trends. And our jobs keep us young. I mean, it, it, whether, whether... Without this job, that would not be true. Right, but you've had some experience in the past 15, 20 years of like having sex in the post-pubic hair revolution where some people who are coming out of a 20-year divorce are like, like that, what do you mean I have to shave it? What, do you, what are you talking about, right? I mean, like... Yeah, it's a whole new world out here. Yeah, there's there's truth in that. It's dude, it's just a bunch of garbage. <laughs> like, no, it is. It's such garbage. It's awful. Tell us how you feel, buddy. No, it's awful. Like, dude, I downloaded <laughs> Tinder again. Okay, again. You know what I do with Tinder mostly? What is that? Take Hate yourself. <laughs> take pictures. I like screenshot awful people and then send them to people I know and go, dude, this is what's available on Tinder. Because they're like, all right, my friend Stephanie's one of these, right? Stephanie lives in Nashville. Okay, which is a cool, hip town. Right. You should be able to get laid off of Tinder, I would think, in Nashville pretty, pretty so easily So she hits there. me up all the time. And she's like, I don't understand. Why don't you have a girlfriend? Why don't you have this? Why, why are you such a cool guy? Cool job. Like, why don't you do this? And it's like, Stephanie, you live in Nashville. She's like, well, you have Tinder. And so I did. I said, okay, Stephanie, I'll tell you what. I'm sending you a picture a day of what's available on Tinder to me. And when I send her these pictures, she's like, oh, good God. She's like, you're absolutely right. She's like, what the hell's going on? Not that there's not decent people to be found on tinder i just don't like the system i really don't 
I don't feel like I do well in those. I am much more a I dude. Let's have a conversation. And it, it very yes, what you're doing is you're very much opening up what would be a line of communication in a judgmental way, one way or the other. You are already looking at that person having a preconceived notation. Where if you just talk to that exact same woman at Busman on first Friday, you're not going in there with this like, oh, dude, you're so desperate, or oh, I can't believe you posted this, or whatever it is. You wouldn't even have that same negative connotation in your own head where you're thinking, oh. Oh my God, I can't believe how desperate I am. And look how desperate she is. And oh my God, we're two terrible, awful people. If you just would have bumped into each other, you know, at the Oracle, it would have been like, all right, well, maybe this could could be something. Here's the other thing. Is that you look at one photo on Tinder and you're like, nice. And then you hit like, the next photo, and you're like, oh, Oh, good God. It's gross. Dude, like the false advertisement that happens on that thing. It's terrible and then again it's this it's the fake lying that's on it like these women holding cats in their profile picture because their kids are going to stumble across their profiles trying to pretend they're not you know trying to get their face shoved into pillows (laughs) as they're bent over (laughs) like we all know what you're here for you want the d we're trying to pretend you're here for anything else i uh, i I, last night i was bartending and i i saw a middle-aged blind date and i don't know if that was arranged on twitter or if that was arranged on on tinder or if that was arranged via friends or whatever it was but it was uncomfortable to watch like come like the woman got there and she was with two friends and she was like hey she's like these are my friends but I'm meeting a guy here and blah 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 and she was like they're just here to kind of if he's hot let him roofie well and the guy had the guy had no idea you know what I'm saying I don't think the guy knew that those two women over there were were, were a part of the of the the ploy right there Um, but like just watching it and just kind of being a third party observer I was like oh this looks so so bad dude I've been set up a couple of times right and you realize in the middle of it dude my friends hate me <laughs> either that or like i remember dude my friend jessica set me up right that's my best friend nobody on the planet knows me better than jessica and in the middle of this date i literally from the table called and said do you not know me at all? <laughs> um, I met I met a chick, I don't know, uh, three months ago at this point, I feel like. And I thought, I was like, man, I feel like this would be a good Stansberry match here. I felt like she was very much the things I know about you and kind of what you look for in a partner. She checked off all those things. Big booty. Age, age appropriate, age appropriate, very attractive, big booty, big boobs, like like everything you're looking for in your life. But there's a part What'd of me that- you do, sleep with her? Well, no, no, no. There's a part of me that's just like, dude, I don't ever- want to have to be responsible for that you know what i mean yeah. i don't ever want to have no. to be like hey blah 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 and add them together because then it's like well dude you're the one who did this why'd like, you do this to me dude? right right so dude i i, I mean honestly I, I i'm like no way am i reaching out with this for to her like hey my boy i think you would be you know go together well we're facebook friends already like she, you know so it, it would be easy to do but i'm not doing it it's such a struggle right now. I dude. believe it. Are you going to do this? Are you gonna do this reality show? No, not going to do it. No, because dude, like, dude, real things don't foster out of these. No, no. Dude, real relationships don't foster out of these things. They don't. They, you know, I mean, people are going to be able to look, Luke, and this person still married. I know, idiot. I know, moron. <laughs> Some idiot who got married on VH1 made it. Great, I got it. But mostly, dude, things, real relationships of substance do not come from this place. 
They no, don't. no, they don't. And honestly, if we're going to be real about it, they don't really happen until you clean up your side of the street and can handle good being in your life. And most people cannot. Well, and then you're going to go out there. You're going to meet some, you know, 38 year old that lives in, you know, Peoria or something like that. And then it's going to be like, well, I live in Canton and I live in Illinois. And sorry, we can't do this. You know what I mean? Like, that's the thing is geography plays a very big part in relationships. I know it doesn't. You don't want to think that. Like, no, oh, there's, it does. there's one person that I can love out there. And one and only one, and it's Seven like, dude, yeah, I was gonna planet. say, and yeah, and she lives on the other side of the planet. So, if that's it's, what you think, like, people tell me that all the time, oh, I married the one man. You both went to Maslin High School, really? <laughs> you both like the one person you're supposed to be with. You both went to Maslin, go Tigers, I suppose. More Sansbury show right around the corner. You guys, hang oh, six nine. There it was again, dude. It's what? always telling me I'm getting this Fantone reach around, Not and I never get it. Never happening. It's false advertising. You need to yank that off the radio. Welcome back to the Stansbury Show. My friend Kelly's like, you need to go and do that dating thing and then report back to the audience. Tell them how it went. Here's how it went. I showed up. They said, you're fat. You're not going to look good on TV. Get out. That's how it went. I wonder if that show is going to take into consideration because that's a part of the problem, too, is that like once you're middle age, you're a little less confident in your body for probably the right reasons. You know what I mean? Probably not unfounded there. Um, I wonder if that's going to be like, yo, it's not just the beautiful people, the beautiful people. It's, you know, the real people. So it's the biggest loser meets blind date. Why not, dude? All right. Yeah, dude, whatever. I need a vacation. Yeah, go on a reality show, bro. Come on. I'm always told the NFL's got problems. NFL's got a problem. There's a boycott. And I told you all last year that if the NFL boycott had been happening, that there would be a list of advertisers who ran away from the NFL and that the people who are telling you that the boycott is real and happening would be touting said list. That isn't happening because the boycott isn't real. Okay. I believe the NFL does have a few issues, but overall, they are still at this point strong enough to withstand them. Yeah. There were ratings dips. Yes. They were not. They were not drastic the way they were being sold to you. Right in the middle here for me where it's like, yes, I take your point 100%. At the end of the day, the NFL is one of the strongest brands in America. To deny that is absolutely ridiculous. The thing I will say, it seems to be on the decline. You know what I'm saying? You have to address issues before they become problems. I would agree with that, and they do have some issues. But I'm constantly sold by the sports media that NFL's got this big, huge exodus problem. Big, huge problem. No, they don't. This is all being spurred by people who cover other sports who wish their sports were as popular as the NFL. The NFL is now a year-round league. Baseball can't even garner your attention in the middle of summer, and I've got proof right here. Okay. The Baltimore Orioles are giving away free tickets. Zero dollars to come to the games. It's a week old, and they don't know how long or what the long-term effect will be of, of what they're going to do here. They don't know how long they're going to do it. So what they're doing is kids cheer free. It's a program in which a, an adult purchases an upper deck ticket. The Baltimore Orioles will give you not one, but two tickets for free as long as the people you bring are nine years old or younger. 
This is indicative of baseball recognizing they have a problem. Why do they want your nine-year-old there? Because they're looking to build the generation of future fans. This is exactly why cigarette companies used cartoon characters. They're looking to train you before you're ready for the thing. Baseball is the sport with the attendance, viewership, and honestly, excitement problem. Mike Trout, one of the best baseball players in America. He could walk through this building today and nobody would have any idea who the hell he was. I mean, honestly, dude, I mean, that's, you know, obviously a national superstar, but I'm talking like dudes on the Indians. I think you could make that argument for. Wouldn't have no idea who they were. Like, yes, you and I know what Corey Kluber looked like, but if we walked him through the sales bullpen over there, you know what I mean? Do any of those people know who he is? You know why people know what Corey Kluber looks like? Ah, because the memes. You're right. It's not because he's dominant. It's because of his face looking like a robot, and people talk about how he shows no emotion. If those things didn't get passed around, people would have no idea what Kluber looked like. I mean, you know, I guess Carrasco would probably be a little bit like, dude, what do we got? What do we got this Dominican dude walking okay, around in again, here for? You show me a you show me a picture of Cookie Carrasco. I bet I don't know that. Okay. I bet I don't know. Okay. That. As a matter of fact, if we played Indians flashcards in here right now, I'd get them. I dude, I bet I'd get sixty percent wrong. Baseball is suffering a major problem right now. And the Indians have been good recently. You know what I'm saying? There's been a revitalized interest within the Cleveland Indians there. And I believe attendance is up a little bit for them. Ratings may be up a little bit. I know they sold out games. I know know. Munch was telling us last week they've sold out a bunch of the day. I think all the day games are sold sold out, out, brother. Yeah. (laughs) Settle down, Munch. G-Force, they're sold out. But it's just so annoying because every day, even in the offseason, all I do is read these blogs about what a big problem NFL has. I think both things exist is true right now. I mean, like, you just have to look at it from the perspective of the NFL, yes, is an incredibly strong brand, and do I think they're strong enough to weather these storms that they're facing right now? Yeah, I do. I I, I don't deny that. Um, Because a big picture... Already, we've got some of the big problems the NFL had starting to show up in our rearview mirror where it's like, yeah, I know that it's inevitably it's going to be like the flag protest. But like those seem further and further away. And a year from now, after this next NFL season, so long as it's not a, you know, a, 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 you know, a prevalent issue, then at that point, it's just going to be like, all right, we've moved on from that. It's over. You know, and here's how I know. A guy was interviewing for a job at the Cincinnati Bengals the other day. They asked him about it and he had to leak it. So it would become a huge story because he was being asked about it. Which, by the way, I was asked a thousand questions about my personality, the things I believe in, and what I do and what I don't do while interviewing for this job. To make the suggestion that you shouldn't be grilled about your personal behavior on a job interview is absolutely 100% ridiculous. Enough, Twitter. Pipe down. You're a moron and you don't know what the hell you're talking about. That is a multi-billion dollar business. That guy's got every reason in the world to ask that guy what his actions will be like on that field. Absolutely every reason. And again, people were making the argument. You don't think he talked to Joe Mix? about punching that girl before they drafted him? Of course they did. Of course they did. There is no problem with an NFL owner asking their athletes whether or not they have a plan to, to kneel, to continue to kneel or not. There is absolutely no problem with an NFL doing that. It's not slave ownership. This slave mentality, this slave owner mentality that isn't alive and well in the NFL at all. We have never seen a single instance of it, but we constantly hear about it. It's just, dude, this is, dude, this is other... Media people who cover other sports who are trying to sell you on the fact that the NFL has a problem because their sport doesn't get talked. So you think that Stephen A. Smith is like selling this because he likes the NBA more? I think they're, yes. I I, 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 I guess I haven't thought of that, but... I I think it's primarily, I think it's written 
blog journalists that do it. And I think that shows on FS1 and ESPN are guilty of picking up that rhetoric and running with it. Because, well, what else are you going to talk about when the NFL is not playing games? Because none of the other sports are interesting enough to talk about. That the NFL is the only sport interesting enough to talk about all year. Now, people are going to say, NBA! Only the last three years, and it's because they started to follow the NFL model of let's create drama in the offseason so people talk about us. They, they, they stole all that from the NFL. The NFL was the first sport to figure out. We need people talking about us, consuming us, watching it, tweeting about it, posting about it all year long. NBA was five years behind the NFL in that. They're just now catching up. Baseball is the sport with a major... Here's what I know. Football's not going to give your nine-year-old a ticket for free. You know why? Because they don't have to. Your nine-year-old's going to end up liking football. How many Browns games this year did they give away free tickets? Browns. I mean, well, well bottom bottom feeder teams, which the Baltimore or you know what I'm saying? Like, I guarantee you there was a lot of tickets given away in the NFL. We had to reduce the amount of the, the pricing of tickets for a franchise that hasn't won a playoff game in 20-some years. You're right. You're absolutely right. But the ratings of the of the MLB of the MLB season are down. I believe it's a third from this month from versus last year. This month, last year, they're down a third. We're now giving away tickets to young fans because we're trying to build the fandom of the younger generation. It's smart what's happening here, but it is indicative of that being the sport with a problem. And yet, when I pull up the newspaper and I read and I read Major League Baseball journalists, nothing. Crickets, but the NFL concussions and this and that. It's they're looking to take the NFL down because they're the big boy on the block. This is legitimately trying to beat up the bully so you don't have to give up your lunch money tomorrow. Problem is here, this bully is a bad mofo and he's kicking your ass every day and taking that lunch money every last chance he gets. More Sansbury Show right around the corner. Hang on. The Stansberry Show. That guy knows how to party. Rock 1069. 106.9. Welcome back to the Sansbury Show on Rock 106.9 in uh, what is, I guess, National Grilled Cheese Day. Okay. It's, it's National Grilled Cheese Day. All right. Now, again, that's easy now, now that we have Melt here. It's easy to get a, a grilled cheese sandwich that's good. Those aren't grilled cheese. Yes, it oh, is. Ow. If there's a meatball in the middle of it, is it that's still a grilled cheese? Isn't it just a sandwich at that point? That is... Dude, they first of all, you can get a grilled cheese. Yeah, sandwich. I mean, you can get a grilled cheese, but like to say, like, like when people are like, oh, it's, it's, it's all grilled cheese, it's like, no, those are sandwiches. I mean, they are sandwiches, right? I mean, they, like, they are sandwiches, dude. But I don't care. Their chorizo and potato sandwich, oh, bro, I am not anywhere oh. close to, to dissing or denying the deliciousness of, of melt. Phenomenal food, fantastic food. I was gonna say, Matt and I go back a long way. Matt Fish and I don't don't do that. But 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 I'm just saying, if there's a piece of lasagna in there, I don't know if it necessarily constitutes a grilled cheese anymore. I think it makes it better. I think it makes it better. It's National Grilled Cheese Day. I uh, I did see this along with the food yesterday, and god damn it, is it easy to be fat in America? Oh like, yeah, it is just so easy. F- easy, cheap. Oh, yeah, dude, in real. And something there's a condiment being put out on the market. Okay. Or I think they're they're debating whether or not they want to do it. They kind of put it on the internet, excuse me, to see uh, you know what our excitement level would be on it. And it's Heinz is thinking about doing mayo chip, okay, which is a bottle of mayonnaise and ketchup mixed together, and you get mayo chip. And I can't wait. <sighs> Dude, mayo chup is amazing. Yeah, when it's on something, but like binding it in a bottle seems wrong to me. 
Oh, I disagree. I, I remember when I was in high school, and my but my idiot buddy thought he invented it. Like, I remember we were sitting there, and I was like, there were people who thought it was gross. It's like, you know, when you put ketchup on eggs, people would be like, yeah, that's gross. Now, I don't do that, but people do, right? And my buddy, the one day at lunch, was like mixing it together with his french fries. He was like kind of swirling it. And I remember like this girl, Monica, I went to high school with, was like, that's so gross. Meanwhile, Monica was a woman who dipped but whatever. Gee, kick the <laughs> dust up, baby. Yeah, dude, we took her to the oh, Van Halen. Dude, we took her to Van Halen at Blossom. She did, dude, she swallowed so much tobacco spit. She got sick in the middle Ugh. of the field. I'll, ne- I'll never forget I that. I guess it could have been worse. You could have swallowed I'll worse I'll never things. forget that night, dude. It's <laughs> one of the greatest things I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> so anyway, so my buddy was doing it, and I was like, well, I've never tried it. Let me try it. Yeah. it dude, mayo ch- dude, there's no better spread for fries than ketchup and mayonnaise. I mean, there there is something. And I mean, most special sauces have some combination of that anyway. You know what I mean? So it's not like this That's is true. like it's not like this is like a disgusting combination of foods. But there's something about like I mean, if buying you put ketchup it, and mayonnaise on a hamburger. There's something about buying it on the shelf that rings wrong to me. Well, here's I will say this. It's not the most appealing color I've ever no, seen. No, no. And that's a good thing about it being on like burgers. You're not necessarily looking at it when it's sitting on a shelf and, and you know, it, it's going to look like. <laughs> this guy tweets in, our buddy Jimmy right. uh, tweeted in and said, dude, you're so, you're so right about how easy it is to be fat in this country. My brother and I used to laugh about a sandwich that was sold at a local restaurant that was topped with ham. In America, ham is a condiment. It is a condiment. Throw it on there. We'll like show there. He's right there. I want mayo chup. I will say it's not the best color, though. Um, so I don't know if you put it in a solid color bottle and hide it. This is very much to me like, what was it called? Goober's peanut butter and jelly where it came in the same jar. Oh, and yeah. dude, I was lit on that when I was a kid. I was like, oh, this is going to be the greatest thing in the entire world. And like, it was like, no, it just tastes better if you just put peanut butter and jelly together. Okay, now I agree with you, but I think it's about the peanut butter and the jelly that had been in that jar. If it had been Jif peanut butter and Smucker's jelly in that jar, it would have been amazing. Uh, but I mean, like, it's I, just that stuff always tasted cheap to me. But I think it was. I think it was. I think it was the Smucker's product. I think. Hold on. Let's find was out. it? Let's find out what that was. No, I haven't had it, Goober, since I was no, a kid. I don't think it exists anymore. Really? I don't think so. Well, now we got like squeezable jelly containers, right? That's what we needed. They've changed the game up. Yeah, that's a Smucker's product. Is it? You know what I'm saying? Oh, so I didn't like, know that. So, like, so I don't know if it was necessarily that. I just think the two things being in there together, I need separation a little bit. Right I forget there. what the comedian's name was. I think it might have been Brian Regan who was always talking about that product. And he was like, you know, I want a sandwich, but how many knives am I going to have to use? <laughs> You know, and he was right about that. So you're not pumped about mayo, Chuck? I'm not, dude. I'm not. I'm not opposed to it. I'm just, I, 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 I mean, if it came out of a restaurant on my burger and it was combined back there, I got no problem with it. But it being in my refrigerator like that, I don't necessarily want it. <sighs> All right. I, I kind of like, I had another question. I had a follow-up mayo, Chuck, question. Now I can't remember what it is. I think I'm daydreaming about the mayo, Chuck. Just chup. thinking oh, about it. Oh, here it is. There's a song I like. Where the guy starts talking about all these things he likes, but he but he's trying to prove that, that he likes this woman more than he likes these things. Okay. <laughs> so he likes college football, and he likes this, and he likes that, right? And he says in the song, it's Eric Church. He says, 
and I like mustard on my fries. And I was like, mm. is that a thing? Yeah. Are the goddamn rednecks just like putting mustard on fries? Uh, I mean, you know, obviously at the end of the day, you're going to find somebody who's doing anything there. That sounds gross. Um, but I don't know. I mean, the like the, the tartness of mustard and like that kind of, you know, but no, I'm not doing it. It's like, it's like that's my move. Well, now, what about ketchup, mustard, and mayo? You're putting all those in there together, and then you don't have to worry about anything with a, hot, with a burger anymore? It's the burger condiment? I wouldn't hate that. You know what I, I mean? Like, must, how much are you saving? Mustard's my least favorite out of those things, but I wouldn't hate that. Listen to this suggestion from Twitter. What do we got? Bro, delete your account. <laughs> okay. Dude, seriously, delete your account, Larry. This is gross. What do you got? He's telling me to try mayonnaise uh-huh. and peanut butter together. He's like, I love it. <sighs> Sounds pretty gross, dude. Dude, I'll eat most things. I've put my mouth on people you shouldn't. <laughs> and I'm telling you, dude, mayonnaise and peanut butter sounds disgusting to me. You're shot at $1,000, and we'll take a look ahead at the Browns preseason next on Rock 1069. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 1069. Online for you, WRQK.com. Another thing people are suggesting we put on our french fries is vinegar. I get that that's popular. It's yeah, good. I used to work at Mr. Hero when I was in high school, and they always had bottles of it on the tables there, and I just don't enjoy it. Now, there's so much vinegar in ketchup, but there's other things in it that kind of hide that taste. Like, I just don't... Like, salt and vinegar chips, dude, I'd rather I'd rather drink a glass of my own vomit Jeez. than eat a handful of them. Jeez. Seriously. Dude, I'll eat just about anything, but the things I don't want, I don't want anywhere near me. You can puke. <laughs> Lord. That's the way it works. So before we get talking about the Cleveland Browns, let's put something in perspective. All right. They're bad. Yeah. The hockey playoffs are underway. Last night, the Las Vegas Knights, a first team, I'm sorry, a first year NHL team, had a playoff game in their building last night, which they won. Your Browns have been back since 1999. They have been abysmal all but one of those seasons. I haven't won a playoff game since 19 before. I mean, it was right. I mean, they made the playoffs once and they got yeah. they got they got shut out. Now, yes, the sports are different. But how long does it take you to get your act together? I mean, 1990, dude, 20 years we're talking about. 20 years. 20 years we're talking about. No playoff win. I have never been more excited about the Cleveland Browns and what is, is before us than I am right now. That I think John Dorsey is a smart GM. I think he's made, so far, pretty smart decisions. And I even remember saying to you, he's going to go get you guys quarterbacks that have been in the league. They will not be billboard names. When we hear them, we will be underwhelmed by those names. And it ended up being Tyrod Taylor and Drew Stanton. I was exactly right. You're hearing rumors that it's going to be Josh Allen at number one. I don't buy it. I think it's Sam Darnold all day at number one. Fantone thinks it's a smokescreen from the Browns, and I would agree with him. Yeah, it just seems very convenient at this time. These are when the Josh Allen rumors like really heated up. It, it seems pretty evident to me that's I would smoke agree. Screen, but what do I know? I have always been a Sam Darnold guy. That's who I want them to take at number one. I have been down on another quarterback, but I'm starting to change my mind. I don't know what it's going on, but Josh Rosen out of UCLA lately, I like the cockiness. I like the brazenness. I do. I'm the best quarterback in the draft. I like it. I kind of like it. And again, people were all over his coach at UCLA saying, well, he's a millennial. He needs to be challenged intellectually. And again, 
He got slammed in the media for that. Saying somebody needs to be... Dude, I need to be challenged intellectually. Fantone needs to be challenged intellectually. If you don't need to be challenged intellectually, then you're a moron. Um... I mean, it's just the truth. Why Why the attitude difference? Because I feel like, all right, Josh Rosen, you know, some people are going to dig that. I feel like that's one of the things that gets hung a lot, or like slung around Baker Mayfield's neck a lot, is that, well, he's got this cocky attitude. He's this, you know, he's this young punk. I don't have a problem with with Baker Mayfield's cockiness as much as other people do, but you are right. I mean, people do like yeah, hate I mean, him for it. They, they do. do. They do. I, I I think it's because it's perceived he doesn't have the talent to back it up. Where Rosen, everybody, everybody says everybody, even people okay. who think Sam Darnold's going to be okay. the better pro, say Josh Rosen's more ready right now, and that his arm, his release is more ready right now. I, if they take Rosen number one, I'd be okay with it. That's who Munch wants. Munch wants Rosen. I have always been a Darnold guy. I'm going to maintain a Darnold guy. However, I think Rosen, he's starting to move up my board. I um, I want Sam Darnold as well, but at the same time, you could list any of those four quarterbacks that we just talked about, and if they picked him at one, I'm going to give the Browns the benefit of the doubt here, and God, that sounds stupid of me, but I'm going to give the Browns the benefit of the doubt and believe that what they're doing, that that the guys in those positions know football and quarterback talent more than I do. And if that's what you're picking, then go with it, guys. But don't expect me not to be pissed if it doesn't pan out. I think if they take Josh Allen, it's a two-year plan, and that's why they brought Drew Stanton in behind Tyrod Taylor. You got Tyrod for this year. You're not going to offer him a long-term deal after this year. And then that it, they will move Drew in. If they take Josh Allen, it's because it's a two-year plan not to put him on the field for a few years. That's what I think. I don't know that. I think I, I see what you're saying there. I just think they picked up Drew Rosen because it's it's Stanton. it's pretty. Or Stanton, I'm sorry. I, I think it's pretty. It's pretty possible that you know Taylor gets hurt, and that's why it's like well, regardless whether it's one, two, three, or four year project that we have going on here, it's not a year one. You know what I'm saying? Tell like, him, tell him B. Or, okay, okay. All right, you know right, what I mean? Because yes, okay. I, I think there's a solid argument in there. Tyrod has been a little injury right. prone, so yeah, there's there's fine. It's a solid argument for sure. Now, we knew we do know who the preseason opponents are. Now, we know who they're playing this year. I don't believe we know the weeks in which they'll be played, right? Because I'm looking at Browns.com is where I'm getting this. I'm looking at their home opponents, their away opponents, but we don't know the weeks they'll be played. Now, the preseason, we do. Okay, week one, we will be at the New York Giants, where a lot of people think Josh Rosen will be going. Okay. So we may be able to see Rosen pretty early. Okay. Week number two, we will be home versus Buffalo. Which we just took Tyrod Taylor. We got Tyrod Taylor from. Be interested to see what happens in that game a little bit. Week three, we will have the Philadelphia Eagles here. Super Bowl champs right there. Exactly right. And then the final week of preseason, we will be at Detroit. Now, we went undefeated last year in the preseason and then lost every single regular season game. Yeah, we did. So I'll ask this question. Why are we doing this? Why the Browns? Why are we no, talking no, about this? Why no no no? Why are why is why is the NFL do this? Why do they have preseason games? Now I know what you're gonna say. The money. You're right. That's the answer, right? And then there's gonna be this. There's gonna be the guys who played football in the tenth grade who oh, think yeah. who think they know everything because they played football in the tenth grade. Bro, those guys on the third string, fourth string, you don't know, man. They're fighting for a job, man. They're fighting, man. That's the time they get to play. Well, they did play for Maslin, so just okay. Stansberry, this guy knows the game. You gotta think about that third rounder, man. You gotta put him in game action, find out what he got. You gotta find out what he got. <laughs> that guy. That guy's always talking my ear off in a bar. Okay, fine. 
But these coaches have been in the league for 30 years. If you can't evaluate a guy, then you can't evaluate a guy. In a preseason game where nobody's playing defenses and the coverages are super soft, what are you learning about a guy? That his helmet straps on right? Now, I think what most people make the argument of is that it's, it's, it is it's is not about, yes, you know Tom Brady is going to be your quarterback. It's it's spots number, you know, 30 through 54 on the roster where it's like, dude, I have to see you play NFL football, and this is my only opportunity to do so there is before, some we, truth before we make that final cut on the roster. There is some truth in that. But it's like, these games don't mean anything. The no. players don't want to do them. No. We're looking, and so here's what I, dude, I don't understand this. Why do we not take two preseason games away and the season is 18 games long, which is what everybody wants anyway, except for the players because they're a bunch of whiny crybabies. So at the end of the day, just make the season 18 games long. Owners get their money. You get games that matter. Everybody wins. And as a matter of fact, you could even treat the first two games of the regular season as preseason games because now you got the two extra games, so the value of each game goes down a little bit because now there's more of them. So you want to put a third-string guy in? we got to figure out what we got. got to figure out what's in there, man. Okay, well, then put him in in the fourth quarter of the first, season, uh, the first game of the season. Figure it out then. It's just like, dude, none of this stuff matters. And yet, we're going to put these guys out there for CTE over a game that doesn't count? If I'm a player, I'm furious. Like, at least, dude, if I'm going to get CTE, at least have it be a game that counts. I'm going to be out there, what, so we can find out if the fourth-string cornerback has anything anything in that tank? That's what the, that's what I'm doing. You got a high motor, that guy, man, third quarter. We got to find out. He's got game ready, Sandsbury. We got to find out. We do have to find you out. You got to find out? We you got to find out. He does. Jesus Christ. I saw this in a Browns article this morning, just worth noting here. Cleveland Browns have the fifth hardest schedule when it comes to player our teams, the records last year versus the Browns this year, the fifth hardest schedule in the NFL, dude. That's not good. I think the Browns are considerably better than they have been in the past two years. But like if if if, if this is and I know our buddy Dustin listening right now, what else is he doing? Listening right Jeez. now, telling us, telling us, screaming at the screaming at the radio, the roadie, the roadie, we're going to the playoffs. Dude, temper expectations, guys. Dude, Dustin has a better chance of waking up at 125 pounds tomorrow <laughs> than the Browns do of winning the roadie. Let me tell you what Dustin should be doing today. What's that? Shining up those Cobra golf clubs I sold him yesterday. <laughs> he bought my old set. He'll be out on the course with me tomorrow, as a matter of fact. He is the biggest Browns fan you will ever oh, meet in your entire me. life. Ever meet. The saddest I ever was in my life is when I took him to a Browns game last year. It was still when the, like, the weather was good. We were in t-shirts. And I took him. He's the biggest Browns fan I know. I was like, Dustin, I got a pair of tickets to the Browns game. Let's go. Hell yeah. And in the third quarter, he looked at me like a kid. <laughs> it's over, man. Kind of go home. <laughs> the saddest I was ever in my life is when I was looking at my like 35-year-old buddy. Like he was 10. <laughs> he looked like a 10-year-old who dropped an ice cream cone on the ground. <laughs> He was beside himself, dude. We're walking out third quarter. There's just a sea of people walking down the street like the game was over. Because it was over before the season had started. John Dorsey, I believe in you. I believe things are going to get turned around. It's not this year. It's next year. They start to look really, really competitive. That's just my estimation. You're shot at $1,000 right now. Your shot at $1,000 now. Text the keyword BILLS to 200-200. 
you'll get a text confirming entry plus iHeartRadio info. Standard data and message rates apply. That's bills to 200-200. Rock 106.9. Rock 106.9. Welcome back to the Sandsbury Show. We're on Rock 106.9. We're online for you, WRQK.com. Another reminder, I will be uh, guest bartending this coming Tuesday at Tozy's in Magnolia. A couple of uh, listeners reached out and asked me if I'd be interested in doing it. And I said, yeah, absolutely, I would. And so uh, they asked me to pick a charity. And I chose Save 22. And for those of you that don't know, Save 22 is an organization um, that's looking to raise awareness and then ultimately help prevent the fact that 22 veterans a day in this country commit suicide. Now, my guess is, is that those are the numbers we know, meaning that number's probably actually higher, right. which is bad. Right. 22 is way too many. I don't care what group of people you are. 22 is way too many. And I think this is something we could do something about. So that's the charity I chose. Um, we will then also be involved um, in a hike that Save 22 is going to be doing. I believe it's May 5th is when they're doing that. It's early May, that I know. Um, and I guess the band that was, that was scheduled to be part of that had a, had a previous commitment. They're, they're unable to do it. So they've asked us if we know a band that might be interested in playing that hike for Save 22. Um, so as, essentially what we're saying is if you're a band and you might be interested in that, Reach out to us and we'll help get you guys connected with Save Twenty Two. Yeah, I was gonna say, considering all the all the new Turd Tuesday, you know, artists that we featured, this would, you know, this, this shouldn't be too tough of a thing. Um, little uh, little hats off to Stansberry here for uh, for making the connection happen with Save Twenty Two. Um, you know, the more we've gotten involved with this, I think the more I've been able to be like, yeah, dude, I really really support what these guys are doing and women too, what these people are doing. Um, you know, obviously something to be pro veteran is great, but it's anti suicide too. You know what I mean, like. It's a it's a double which has been double whammy it's like been a hit, good. It's been hitting our community pretty hard right, lately. Right, right, right. So, so, dude, I'm glad to be a part of this. Very easy to get next to that. We now have, according to Women's Health Mag. dot com, that's their website. All right. What exactly is cheating? Oh yeah, we got to talk about this. I forgot about this. And I believe I helped somebody cheat yesterday. <sighs> and I'm not even remotely sorry about it. I'm a little surprised. Usually usually you have some sort of like a moral line here. Don't care. Okay. Don't care. All right. All cheating not created equal according to this. Okay. They say if you ask 10 different people what counts as cheating, you're going to get 10 different answers. And that is true. And that can be a problem in relationships because what you think is cheating, your girlfriend may not and vice versa. And that's where you're going to get yourself into some problems. As a matter of fact, before we get down to this list, what is, what is not, I will, I've told this story before. A previous boss of mine, a program director I once had, his wife viewed him watching pornography when she was not at home to be him cheating on her, that his sexual activity should be worked out through her. So, so he's not allowed to masturbate unless he's thinking about her. Wow. 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 Now, there, it will be sold to you that that's kind of like weird or creepy that if you were thinking about masturbating about what, you know, thinking about your partner while you masturbate, and I think it's kind of hot. No, 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 no. I don't, I'm not, I, I, by no stretch of the imagination am I saying that does not happen on a regular basis with me, but like, if that's, if that's the only thing, you yeah, know what I'm I saying? Would, yes, like, yes. Come on. Yes. But you, should, I, you, should, you should totally be attracted enough to your current partner where it's like, man, I still find you hot. I love effing you. I, like, you know what I mean? Like, you should totally have that. So some of the things that they say are for sure cheating. Having secret social media habits. They say infidelity either through social media or facilitated by social media is becoming very, very common. 
They say social media phantom can have uh, social media infidelity can have two forms. First, the overtly sexual. If you're lusting after an influencer, you follow an influencer. Oh, Our company loves that word right now. Hey, that's what we are. An influencer, you follow. Liking an ex-suggestive posts or even checking in on your old Bumble profile, those behaviors fall into the gray area of social media cheating. Yeah, all three of those things. I mean, like... Liking a post? Uh, such a, a suggestive post. A suggestive post or like liking it in the sense of... I guess if something just pops up of your ex-girlfriends and you're like, oh, good for her. But at the end of the day, I mean, you're getting into gray. You know why this is true? I'll tell you why it's true. They don't even have to be suggestive. And this is not the story I intended to tell you. I'm still going to tell you that one, but I'll tell you this one first. That I do this a lot now. Where there's an ex of mine that we split up, not because we really wanted to, but there were a couple of red flags in the relationship and there was a distance issue. There were a couple of other issues. And... Lately, I've been wondering whether or not I abandoned ship and jumped overboard too soon on that relationship. Right. And that there were things about her that I still wish I had. Like, I liked right. her, right? Right. And so there is, there are times where I like tweets or posts, and I am sitting there thinking to myself, how many of these do I have to click like on before you realize, right. invite me over so we can have sex? Pay attention to me. Or... Is it the other way where she's like, how many of these are you going to like before you realize I'm not inviting you over to come have sex? You blew it. The implication is there, though, for both. You know what yes. I'm saying? The, she knows what you're doing. You know what you're doing. Like, yeah. I uh, I would very much like to be invited over for, for, for that. And that's I have been, been working on that. Another thing about cheating. Hiding your money habits is cheating, they say. If you and your uh, significant other agreed to save for a wedding, but you're blowing your half on late night Amazon binges, you're cheating. I would agree. I would absolutely agree that if you have a plan financially of what you're doing and you are putting that plan in jeopardy because of your spending, that that is doing something wrong to your partner. That is doing something wrong to your partner. That's not cheating to me, though. That's a, that's a different conversation we're having. Yes, wrong. And yes, I mean, irresponsible and negligent of your relationship. I mean, an insult to your partner right there. I don't necessarily view that as quote unquote cheating in the traditional sense. OK, I see how you got there. <laughs> they say ha- fantasizing about someone else is cheating. Now, this is where it gets tricky for me, because I don't think the human brain ever stops desiring sex with another person. Right. You get to the place where you realize that that's not really what you want, right. but it is a desire. Right. Um, I think there's a, a line here of, like, if you are fantasizing about, uh, you know, Eva Angelina, and that's one thing to me, if you're fantasizing about the chick you work with, that's another. You know what I mean? Like, you can fantasize about Kate Upton. That's okay, because that's not an obtainable thing. If you're fantasizing about, you know, the chick that works three cubicles down from you, that's opening up a problem, and that's where I think it could be, you know, you know, cheating. Okay. Yeah. All right. So so being able to obtain the person you're lusting after is what makes it cheating for a you. A big part of it. Having a personal relationship with that person and then masturbating about them. That's like with your with your with your boss that wasn't allowed to masturbate with porn. It's like, "Well, no, give me that. That way I'm not masturbating thinking about the about the waitress." You know what I'm saying? Like, Fair, give, yes. give me that. Fair. Yes, I would agree that that's probably going to help you, you know, stave that off. They say harboring feelings for somebody else. This is different than fantasizing because feelings are different. You can fantasize about having sex with somebody, but you don't care about them on an emotional level. Having feelings for somebody is caring about them emotionally. You'll hear people who cheat all the time use this. They'll say, well, it didn't mean anything. It was just sex. 
You know what I mean? As if that's supposed to make you feel better. It's like, dude, no, no, no. I, I mean, it, it, again, loose, you know, loose argument there. But that you'll hear people use that. But if you're harboring feelings for somebody else, you're cheating. I'm guilty of this. Where I can be in relationships, and I will, and now I'm an over analyzer kind of person. I just am. So I'll be in a relationship and I'll I'll stack it in my mind and I'll be thinking about somebody else and like well what about this and I like this better and I like it's tough dude and it's not good it's because not healthy because you have to remember everyone you me and everyone else you have revisionist history so you're stacking up your current partner up against rose colored glasses exes you a know what I mean version of this right person. right they were so great oh my gosh this was so perfect there was you know this was so much better where it's like if you really went back and you know observed it as a third party you'd be like oh my god it wasn't that good at all so I believed I helped somebody cheat yesterday and what'd you do and under these guidelines I totally did okay and I'm guilty and so is she so I have been seeing some posts from a woman I used to sleep with that I have not been with for quite a while. And, but again, some people you have slept with own a piece of you forever. Yeah. yeah. Some people just do. Sure. This woman owns a very large chunk of me and it seems as if she is going to be able to own it for quite the long time. Maybe ever. Yeah, I was going to say, bro, <laughs> you're on the wrong right. side of 40 to start like writing exactly. them off, you know? <laughs> she owns a very significant portion of me, at least up to this point, she does. And I have been seeing posts from her that is leading me down the path that things are not going well for her in this one aspect of her life, meaning her relationship. Okay. And she's been with this guy for a long, long time, and like things, you know, ever, I think since her and I split up, like this is the guy that, you know, got, they got together after that. And she's been doing this thing people do where they just post like these things where you know they're basically saying, I'm, my relationship's falling apart, but I can't say that out loud. Okay. Cryptic tweets or cryptic Facebook posts or whatever. Here. Exactly. Right. Okay. That was the word I was searching for. Now, this is the most confident woman I have ever met in my life. And she has every reason to be. She's beautiful. She's intelligent. Got a great job. She kills it. Has two great kids. Like, like the whole thing. She's got no reason to be anything but like totally confident. But her posts have been telling me her confidence is shaken. And I don't recognize this version of her. And so I just reached out. Over the last two days. And I said, hey, what's going on with you? Reached out or slid up in it, all right, okay. So what's what's going on with you? I said, you shouldn't be feeling like this. And I, as a matter of fact, I, was, I told her, I was like, you are the baddest woman alive. There is no reason for you to feel this way. What is going on with you? And so she, you know, sent me back a couple, this was two days ago. And she kind of sent me back the like, oh, everything's fine, you know, just first world problem, like that thing. And then I'm on the golf course yesterday, and my messages go off. And she starts to get a little bit more forthcoming with what, what, what's happening. Now, you can feel it. She doesn't necessarily want to throw the dude under the bus, but you can definitely tell. I start, you know, she sends me a couple of messages. I go back. I start saying some stuff, and she's like, see, this is exactly what I'm talking about. This is, this, this is how this is supposed to be. This is how somebody is supposed to speak to me. This is how I'm supposed to feel. And she's like, and I'm, and I don't have that right now. And within 
three messages of that. We were texting each other back and forth the details of the last night, not the last, the second to last night we spent together having sex. Dirty. And it was right back into, remember this? Jeez. And how great was that? Jeez. Remember this night? Remember when we did this? Remember when I took you there and we did this? You're a homewrecker. And we were like all in it. And then, and this is where I felt like a horrible person. Yeah. She says to me, if I end up doing what I think I have to do in this, the first thing I'm doing when I'm done is booking a flight and flying to Ohio. And I said, well, I'll text that dude right now. <laughs> and, I, and I hate knowing that about me. Yes. You, I do. You I were, hate it. You were definitely a party to uh, something that was inappropriate yesterday. But, now, at the end of the day, do you necessarily care? I don't know. I, yes. But I, the, the, I, and this is not an excuse. It's a reason. Or it's a reason, not an excuse. Okay. Is what it is. is that, I like that saying because you know, people go, this. And it's like, well, that's a reason. It's not necessarily an excuse. I have an inability to say no to this person. I just, I am very sh- strong fisted and very, normally, but I cannot say no to this person. There is a weakness inside me with this particular person. And no, ma- no matter what she is, a matter of fact, I'll tell you this. If that happens, I can't believe I'm going to say this live on the radio. If that woman flies here, comes here and says, quit this radio show, come back with me. Have a hard time doing it. I am taking the red eye that night. Shows over. Man. Shows over. And I'm not even remotely kidding. Now, that will never happen. We've talked about it a thousand times. And she always tells me, I would never pull you away from it because you're not going to be who you are. You'll resent me forever because you're going to miss it. But if that were to happen, if she was to put me in that ultimatum, given where I am in my life right now, I honestly think I say, good night. It's been a good run. Your boy's done. I have an inability to say no to this person, and I think she knows it. And in in reality, why I'm struggling with it today is I know what happened. Is that essentially I was being used like a screwdriver yesterday. I don't feel good right now. I'm unhappy right now. This person's great at making me feel the way I'm not being made to feel right now. Let me lean on that. Then in 90 days, this will turn around. My situation here will turn around. Things will go back to normal, and I'll no longer need that. And then I'll be stuck here being like, well, what the hell was that all about? And this has happened in this particular situation more than one time. And yet I cannot, I, dude, I can place my hand on this goddamn hot stove a thousand times. And it's going to take me a thousand and ten to learn it. I cannot Learn this. I dude, She had me beside myself. As a matter of fact, I couldn't believe I, I played golf as well as I did yesterday. Like she normally derails me mentally in a way where it's just like, okay, well, not well, like, what do I do? And I'll tell you, it's not even because of how great she is. It's really, it's always been about the what if and what could have been because there was a real electric connection there, but we never got to see it through. And so it's all based on this wonderful feeling of what if, but the reality is not going to be that. The reality is going to be me coming home after work and I'm going to hate her. Like any, you know what I mean? Because, dude, you're right. It's much like you look back. You, I'm looking at revisionist history thinking that this is what every day is going to be like. And it's not going to be like that. 
And I had totally allowed this woman to essentially, you know, emotionally cheat on her, you know, better half last night. And there I was being used like a screwdriver. And yet, even though I know it, I still enjoyed it. I don't like what this says about me as a person, dude. And I really was conflicted yesterday about it. So when I saw this list this morning, I was like, oh, my God. Yes, 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 yes. I've done it. And as a matter of fact, I've done this with every woman I've been in a relationship with back here since I moved back here. Is that secretly I was sitting back going, yeah, you're great, but I would rather you be this person. And I gave nobody, even a woman I was once with before I moved, on and off 10 years, I didn't give her enough of a shot even either. Because secretly behind it all, I was secretly wishing they were that woman. And I think, honestly, dude, it's been a problem. Not moving forward from that has been a problem in me replacing that person on a real level. And it's been something I've been struggling with for a while. I needed to read that list of things today in a major, major way. Somebody reached out to Fantone over something stupid he said on the program earlier. I really think this guy's trying to pick things out with a fine-tooth <laughs> comb. I don't think it's that big of a deal. We'll find out together next on Rock 106.9. Healthy Boys brought popcorn. The Stansberry Show. Because I'm about to put on a show. Rock 106.9. 106.9. Welcome back to the Stands Ray Show on Rock 106.9. We have just a few minutes. I don't want to screw up Teresa's clock. But Fantone got called out by a listener today. And yeah. I mean called out. It yeah. is National Grilled Cheese Day. Now, Fantone has said, and I want to make this abundantly clear, yeah. that we both love melt. Love it. But Fantone feels like they're a little liberal with the word or term, rather, grilled cheese. You don't believe, you believe grilled cheese purist. So grilled sandwich, cheese only. Bacon and tomato, that's still a grilled cheese or no, Phantom? Nope. Once you get other ingredients in there, it no longer There's becomes more a grilled than one cheese. style of cheese. No, Change as long as it's cheese, it's cheese. You but can put, che- you can do a three, three cheese grilled cheese. That's still a grilled cheese. Cheese is to be the only thing in the grilled cheese. Yeah. Okay, that's your standard. Yeah. Now this guy hit you up on Twitter and is pissed about what your take is. Phantom at Phantom. When you when you butter bread and grill the sandwich, it becomes a grilled cheese. Sandwiches are not buttered and grilled. Okay. Well, what about one of my all time favorite sandwiches, known the world round as the patty melt? I mean, like, what about it's grilled pa- and buttered? What about paninis? You know what I'm saying? Like, those are their own things. And so I just said back to him, when you butter and grill a sandwich, or when you butter the bread and grill a sandwich, it becomes a melt. No extra ingredients go in a grilled cheese. And I'm telling you right now, at least from the people that follow me, and thank you guys for being out there doing it, uh, dude, it seems like I'm in the right here. One dude says, all these people are putting so many fancy-ass things and trying to pretend like it's a grilled cheese. Well, it's not. And I agree with you right there, dude. It's not a grilled cheese anymore. It's okay. It can still be delicious. Nobody's denying that. You can get Syria anywhere. You know what I mean? But you're only getting this right here. You know what I mean? Like this, you can only get this right here. Teresa has your next shot at $1,000. 1010, she'll give you your keyword. Aside from that, we're done. We will be back tomorrow for the final day of the week on Rock 106.9. You guys have a great afternoon. 64 this afternoon. 64 from what I understand this afternoon. So you guys get outside and enjoy your lives. We'll talk to you again tomorrow morning, 6 a.m. on Rock 106.9. Have a great day.